0: Good luck. Break a leg.
1: All right. Welcome, all listeners that are joining us this afternoon for another uh, podcast here at um, We Are Wrecked. This podcast is about life, death, loss, and grief. We're just uh, three dads um, today that happen to be or three dudes that happen to be dads that all lost um, kids way too soon. We have a special guest joining Paul and I today, Dr. Skip Pierce. Skip, thanks for being here.
2: Hey, thank you for the opportunity.
1: First and foremost, is this your first podcast? Yes. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we will act like it's all our, our first as well, even though it isn't. It'll still sound like it. Right. Um, we still Welcome, learning. Doctor. <laughs> Welcome, doctor. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so... So excited to have have Dr. Pierce here and uh, looking forward to where the conversation might go. Um, Yesterday was a a special day in both of our our lives. Um, Dr. Pierce and I share not only, um, along with Paul, being in this awful club that we're in, but uh, uniquely also on the same date, um, 25 years apart, our sons were both both killed on June 12th. Hmm. And uh, Paul and I have kind of an interesting kind of connection to finding out that that was the case. But uh, 25 years, 1997, Paul, or uh, Skip, do you want to just start there? Like, tell us a little bit about you. And uh, I know you're a dentist. And, and, and tell us about your your loss and, and, and uh, that awful day.
2: Well, uh, that's, uh, yeah, thank you, first of all, for asking me to participate, uh, as you both know, uh, there's nothing worse, you know? Um, and, uh, so, um, actually we had some friends just to give you a little background. We had some friends, uh, that's, he's kind of like a brother to me, uh, and he was up visiting and we were going to play in a golf tournament about six in the morning. We get a, a knock on our door and, uh, my wife and I, anyway, so we, um, I get up and I go answer it. Well, that's when they told us about a loss. Our son had been killed in a uh, boating accident on Payette Lake. And he had a friend with him. Thank God he was okay. Um, wonderful young man. And he was in the hospital, but luckily uh, it was more hypothermia than anything. So from there it kind of took off. And like, you know, you, you know, when both of you guys know it's, you don't, you're, you're kind of at a loss. You just don't know where to do, what to turn to, who to turn to. Thank God, uh, we had great friends and a great family and they surrounded us, you know, from somebody had heard you know, within an hour and a half, some of our best friends just started showing up at our door. Mm. And, um, yeah, anyway, hard, even 25 years later, it, it tears you up, but, um, mm. But from there, then uh, we, um, you know, my wife and I, we did to do the counseling. Kind of, uh, We've started out seeing the same counselor at the same time. We quickly realized that when I wanted to talk, you know, I was interrupting her talk. And, and, so, um, and uh, so we decided that we would meet separately, which was good. You know, and one of the things, and I think you guys know this, is that uh, just from some of the readings is that, you know, there's a huge divorce rate after you lose a child. And uh, luckily we had a very, very strong relation, you know, marriage and and relationship. I mean, besides being married, we're best of friends. And, and we had two other boys we had to worry about. You know, we had uh, his uh, one brother. Uh, was Todd the youngest? Todd was the oldest. Oldest. And okay. he was kind of the glue that kept, the other two together. I mean, Scott was uh, the middle boy and Scott and Todd were like twins. Um, You know, they, they rode to school together. They, you know, Todd was a year ahead, but they played football, basketball, ran track, did all those things, you know. And then, uh, and then Devin, our youngest one was uh, five years younger than, than Todd. And so anyway, it's a, that kind of was the start of a journey. And the journey, at least for for me and my wife, it's never really over. However, you do... It, luckily, we had pretty good coping skills. I guess that's how I would define it. And, uh, you know, and so as people helped us, um, you know, Mike, you're going through the, the worst part right now. You You get into thanksgiving and christmas and i mean it's uh those were the hardest times and you know they they, they uh, they're family times and so um but with time uh things you know w- luckily we were able to cope we had the other two boys who we were making sure that they were taken care of they were seeing counselors uh counselors it was interesting the uh the one boy was old enough that the counselor said I can't tell you uh, anything about it because he's 18 and and uh, I said well I'm paying for all this come on you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she says I'm sorry and she was she was great and uh, she said all I can tell you is he's he's handling it very well and he's doing fine yeah and that was you know the younger boy they would tell us but uh, anyway so that uh, I don't want to take all this time but uh, that was kind of the beginning of our journey um, we've tried to make positives of, of best we can uh, we've tried to help other people and we actually did set up a scholarship in uh, Todd's name uh, at Boise High and uh, uh, we give away four scholarships every year for four years I get $1,500 a year and uh, that's great you know, nice yeah so that kind of keeps his memory going and it's an, and it's endowed. So uh, sometime we hope that it'll be enough to give a full scholarship for two people, at least a fem- female and a male. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and then, you know, like somebody, when Paul lost, uh, his daughter and I don't even remember who called and asked. And so we were able to connect way back then and, and, and uh tell
1: tell me about that connection paul i mean when when was that time that you remember meeting skip for the first time
0: right so i'm uh i'm kind of fuzzy about the timeline there
2: you're always fuzzy when yes. you going through that kind of stuff
0: right yeah. right and uh it's so good to see you sitting here because believe it or not we've mentioned you on our podcast and todd and we ran into a friend of todd's last week that put the chill in both of us, um, that kind of closed the circle on what we've been doing here is just sharing and then watching the ripple effect. So to answer that question, I don't think it was very long after Sarah's accident. You didn't know me. I didn't know you. I knew of you. I'd seen you around the East End, and uh, you knocked on my door, and you didn't really say anything, you said, this book helped me. And you, I don't know what you remember saying, but it wasn't a conversation, it was just an in and out. And uh, I went and read that book, and I didn't really enjoy that book because it made me feel not alone, you know, and uh, it was written by a guy who was feeling the same things that I was going through, even though his uh, son's accident was a bit different. But uh, And you mentioned that thing about the divorce, and Mike mentioned it also after he read it, and it struck me. You know, the people in our lives, my partner, your wife, um, our family, everybody grieves differently, right? Yep. So you go to counseling together, but, man, you, you're doing it a different You're, I don't know, I grieve so differently than my wife does. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so she had a whole separate you know, whole separate work yeah, and therapy to do. But, uh, that book really helped me. And I wondered why did this guy show up? And it was like, you're a little miniature angel, you know? <laughs> and then I ran into another time. No, 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 I backtrack. So, uh, do you remember this? I'm sure you do. I called you up and said, can I come over? Because <laughs> I thought I wanted to write a book, right? I had all this stuff. And uh, people kept telling me, you got to write this book. So I don't know if they were pumping my ego.
1: About how long after? So you got the book.
0: Do you remember, for, for, Skip? It wasn't very long. long. It wasn't very long. I, I mean as I recall. Under a month. Yeah,
2: yeah maybe maybe a little longer now. Okay, but, so but, under six months. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because yeah. the sun was shining. So, yeah. it had to be either late spring or summer. I remember that when you when I opened the door yeah anyway so uh so uh, yes, I called you and you agreed to meet me, and I went over there, i think to for you to tell me i mean to get me going on this book, right Of course, he'll want me to write it too right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had all these questions for you, and uh I was. Man, I was a mess, so I don't, my, you know, I'm a little fuzzy here, but I wanted to know, I wanted to hear you tell me about your phone call. I wanted to hear you, you know, ask you about how you felt about beer and how you're going to look at the lake. I mean, I had all these maybe strange questions, and you answered them kindly. You said you got to write that book, keep me posted, and uh, it was a beautiful visit for me, and I left, and then... I'll bet 10 to 12 years has passed since I see you sitting in this chair. At least. And so, and I've been meaning to reach out. You know, I got to thank this guy. I got to follow up. And uh, because I know you won't take credit for this, but I know you've helped way, a lot of men. I know you have. And uh, it's not just because of that book, which is powerful, but it's because of who you are and what, what you've gone through and your experience, strength and hope is a powerful thing. So uh, thanks again for the book and for showing up and for tolerating uh, me. I can't imagine what I was like sitting in your home. So thanks for all that.
2: You know, it's interesting that you bring up um, what happened after we lost Todd. I had a a friend, and it was fairly similar. I didn't know him that well, but... um, Anyway, it was, uh, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind if I told, his name was Tony Mayer, and he called me. And Tony said, you know, anytime you want to sit down and talk, he says, you just give me a call. So, you know, we as as anybody, is, it's nice when somebody reaches out and and because there are times that you just want to talk. I mean, and you necessarily can't do it with your, I shouldn't say you can't do it with your wife, but, in those early days, especially, you know, if she's having a good day, the worst thing you want to do is make her feel bad and vice versa. Right, right. And, um, but uh, Tony and I used to go down, I don't know if you remember the old pantry down Oh uh, yes, with the the pianist. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, no. The pantry was uh, Don French. I don't know if you know the French. Anyway, but but they, we (laughs) we'd go down and sit on the back patio and it was in the summer because it was you know i'd cry and he'd cry and but it was a real cathartic and a blessing you know that that you could sit down with somebody and i think that you know a lot of times and especially hard for us males to to reach out to somebody and say i need help you know i I don't know why but it is it's
0: so hard and uh, uh I got to answer my question. You know, why would you show up at my door when I showed up at Mike's, yeah. with uh, nothing really to say, and uh, a book coming on the way? But uh, yeah. it's being there is so much of the of helping. It's just being there.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: So the two weeks ago, Paul and I recorded um, our most recent podcast and. To kind of put the the triangle together here, as Paul was kind of alluding to. So, I think our first two podcasts we mentioned mentioned you, Skip, and the book. And by the way, the book is called Into the Valley and Out Again. I don't know if we mentioned that by Richard um, Edler. Edler, it's a short read, um, which is also nice, but it's a it's a powerful read. Um, and it's so Skip brought that book to Paul paul and i think it was the first week or so after Braden. you had to you had to track it down first i did it. Yeah. i was shocked to find and it was you know, out of print yeah kind of hard to find yeah. it. being paul, such a gem yeah but paul brought it to me and i read it um in you know one sitting and and uh it was also powerful for me and uh and then in our first couple podcasts paul mentioned skip and even brought up todd at one point when you were in mccall and right kind of, you know so we've had these conversations and two weeks ago we went and we ran into to to uh, a, co- a friend, Jill, mm-hmm. that that you know, uh, Skip and, and, and Paul and I both know Jill, and we're walking out of, of the gymnasium, and Paul runs into to Jill, hadn't seen her for a while, and we're just chatting, and and um, and Paul just happens, and you said you're, it was the first time you've ever mentioned the podcast to someone.
0: Right, I haven't mentioned a word. I thought everybody kind of knew out here, so I was just uh, in for a quick hug, and I happened to mention it
1: because we just recorded the night so we mentioned it and she goes oh that's you know that, yeah I'll check that out and she took down the the web address of, of of our podcast and then we chatted and she and she mentioned she goes well June 12th is a um is a real you know hard day for me as well I know that's when your son died that's when Braden died and so she mentioned June 12th and and she goes yeah a real close friend of mine passed away on that date as well and she you know she mentioned she tries to reach out to to the, f- to the family every year and she does
0: yes she uh, mentioned still staying in touch with you guys yep. which uh, warmed my heart I love a that. lot yeah. and yeah. i know you guys must absolutely oh, yeah. love that yeah, well, yeah
2: we love jill and, but and the whole st- thomas family they're all great right right we still didn't know family. uh yeah so who. she she so i didn't we didn't know who that
1: who she was talking about she just said a close friend of hers june 12th you know and and so a little bit later i kind of pressed i said so tell me about your friend that was and by the way we're in the the foyer of a gymnasium and a lot of people coming in and out we're just having the kind of this side conversation and she said uh yeah well his name was todd and he died in a boating accident and we're like we both kind of lean in Todd todd pierce and she goes yeah todd pierce and uh we i know for me just you know shivers down down the spine because here we are we have talked about you we talked about todd of all the dates and all the people that she could have mentioned at that moment, it was, it was you and Todd and kind of just brought this together. And, and Paul and I had already talked let's get, you know, skip on the podcast with us someday. And after that, we were walking out and go, okay, it's it's." right. (laughs) I was motivated to to, uh, give you the call and,
0: uh, how neat. I called him and I go, is this uh, Dr. Pierce? And he, he already knew it was me. So he still had my number in his phone after all these years.
1: How did you know it was him? From his number? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: I know, and I never remember I said, hi, it. Paul. I know, and I was <laughs> like, <No> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was very awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: So cool, so cool.
0: And uh, one other thing I got to throw in here, because of, you talk about closing the circle or the triangle and uh, the ripple effect, and uh, you told me, I think I saw you at a Timberline game once, and you told me... Uh, that you were saying, make it a good one because that was something that Todd said or something you learned along the way. And so uh, I'll let you get the details, but I started saying that instead of have a good one, make it a good one all because of you. And I gave credit to Todd and now I see all of my, not all, but a majority of my friends are saying that like "May I make it a good Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so that has rippled out, and that was a long time ago. So, uh, I don't know, I get really fuzzy about uh, things that happen like that in our lives.
2: Well, it's, it's you know, you, you, we all get fuzzy. And, and as the time goes on, there's a couple of dates that I'll always stay with you, needless to say. and uh, but, but there's things, I, I was telling Mike that, uh, I'll preface this by saying, when you, when we first lose a child, you know, my wife had the the greatest uh, analogy. She said, you know, it's like that you've got a hand right in the front of your face and it just, you can't get around it. It can't get around it. But with time, it goes out farther and farther, but it's still there in it. And so, and it's been 25 and a half years for us and, and it's still there, you know, and I might be in the shower and I go, gosh, how did that happen? You know, uh, why, you know, uh, and then, you know, the, at the time our other two boys, one was in college at Pacific Lutheran university playing college football. I don't know if you remember that, but, and then, uh, our younger one was a, just going into senior year at Boise high anyway. And so, uh, and he was playing football. So, Every, uh, he'd play up his game on Friday nights, and then every Saturday morning we were lucky enough we'd j- jump on a plane and fly over to watch Scott. Well, Scott was being coached by a gentleman by the name of Frosty Westering, who, uh, sidelight, he's in the Hall of Fame, one of the winningest coaches in the country. And, uh, but Frosty was the ultimate motivator. And he always used to say, and whenever we'd be talking, and or he'd be addressing people, he says, You know, you don't have a good day, you make a good day. And love that. And, and our kids to this day, both Scott and uh, Devin, when you call them and they don't answer, well, on their answering machine or on the voicemail, it says, You know, leave your da 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 And then he says, And then make it a good day, you know. And uh, so we've kind of lived by that. Uh, uh, you know, I when I was working before I retired, you know, uh, my staff every now and then says, you know, they'd say, uh, "Oh, you know," I, I don't. I say, "Well, you know, you you've got your choice. You know, you can make it a great day or, or choose not to." And um, I think I was sharing with you, Mike, in in the book that you're into the valley and out again. One of the things that they said on that, and and it, and it's not as easy as it sounds, but. You know, you, you can live in that valley, the loss of that child, and uh, or you can make a conscious decision, okay, what can I do maybe to help others? I mean, you know, the greatest gift we have is to help others, I think. I, I really do believe that. And that book, I was so, like you said, it's out of print. I was so sorry because I literally have ordered probably close to 200 of those books and given away. Have you given away? Wow! That? Yeah, I just give them away because you know I. So I to just,
1: each, I mean, then all of those to people that have lost
2: children or
0: or, yeah. or it maybe
2: that Two hundred probably a little That's little, little uh, embellishing it. <laughs> it's probably but at least over a hundred because I'd order them at least a dozen at a time and and uh, from uh, I'm trying to remember who I got it from from the grieving site. But anyway. Uh, but it just spoke to me so much, yeah. you know. And uh, you know, a little sidelight. I don't know. Don't want to take too much of this, but I had given this to a. It was about a year after we lost Todd, and we were out doing something, and a. Uh, oh, we were looking for a car. If you can believe that, and the pastor was a car salesman. Did I tell you this story? Anyway, no. so. He goes, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go. I, I lost, uh, one of my parishioners uh, lost a child. And and uh, he proceeded to tell me about it, and it was right near where Todd had passed away. So the next time I went in, I took a book, and we I signed it. And I gave it to him. I says, you know, it, this might be something that's helpful. So that was probably in November, October, somewhere in there. So and I'll probably cry on this one, so bear with me, but there's a connection that that we all get. But they, uh, the following October, I get a phone call at 6 in the morning. I hated 6 in the clock in the morning because that's mm. when we... I lift up this, uh, the phone, and I said, hello, and it's... Uh, Person and he's got a. Uh, I think I'm assuming he was Hispanic. Hispanic anyway. And he he says, you know, you don't know me. And, uh, shouldn't well, anyway. He says, you don't know me, but he says um, uh, a year ago you gave me this book, and I just wanted to call and thank you because it's been so helpful. Wow. And I said, uh, I said. Uh, I just wanted you to, this is such a great gift because today would have been Todd, Todd's birthday. So on Todd's birthday, this, and he, he didn't know me oh, from Adam. Wow. Dang. And so I get this phone call and you know, he's, and I'm just blown away. I mean, you know, and, and like my wife says, I guess we're all connected, but it was, I guess we are, you know, that's it, a good story, but it, it was, uh. It was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. 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 Anyway.
0: And um, you didn't know this guy? You don't remember?
2: No clue. He he probably told me his name, you know, but that was probably 23, 22 years ago. But uh, so I guess my point is, you know, you guys, you've reached out a bit more than once or twice, you know, a lot over the years, you will do the same because that's just your personality. Um, You know, you don't do it for any reason other than hopefully it helps somebody. You know, that's what, when Paul called and asked, I said, hey, if I can ever help anybody, I'm more than happy, you know, hopefully, you know. Yeah. So um, there's just, you know, like I said, we've given that book out and we've gotten, Hmm. you know, that was one and then most of time you never hear anything you don't expect to, you know, and we don't know these people from Adam, but I usually write a little note in there, you know, just, uh, but uh yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a process.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you never know the things that you do and how they impact and, and also circle around. I mean, you just, um so I just appreciate, I mean, <coughs> the book you gave Paul, Paul gave to me at, certainly helped me and,
0: and you passed it along to some other dads
1: right absolutely yeah right. And, and we kind of I, I mean really think that book led to the other book that we read and and kind of ultimately led to this podcast which we hope also will we know it helps us but hopefully it'll help other people as well um, so that book into the valley and out again um, you know one of the quotes and I think you were kind of alluding to it skip um, from that book is when you grieve you have to walk through the valley you can't camp there. And mm. that's really about, you know, the, you know, the, really the whole book is about your, the process of climbing out. You're, you know, you're in this valley that you didn't know existed. You never, you don't, you don't want to go into that valley, but you're in it. And, you know, you're spend years and years. And in my case, we're still figuring that what this valley is. And, and we're only six months in, but here you are 25 years Maybe still climbing out. I don't know where you're at, in T- Paul. Twenty. I mean, what's what's that process and journey been like for you? And
2: <clears throat> it's a funny th- thing that you would bring that up because I've I've I have tried to describe that. that this is how I described that valley uh, when I read that, and and for the for the beginning, that valley was way long and really really deep. As time has come. Uh, gone by the valley has not shrunk in depth but it's shrunk shrunk in length and now 25 years later that valley is fairly narrow but it's just as deep and so there'll be times when all of a sudden I'll be thinking of Todd and and it you know I go down in that valley but I quickly come back out I mean, I go kind of like we just talked a little earlier. How in the heck did that ever happen? You know, yep. why? You know, um, you know. I, I mean, he was such a great kid, just like yours was, and your. I mean, you know, you just go why? And um, anyway, so so that valley never really goes away as uh, as a lo- from a loss like that, and, and I, I think probably, you know. People say, "Well, that's the worst loss in the world." And I'm getting this stage in my life where, uh, you know, we're starting to lose some friends and their spouses, and and you know, it's a loss is a loss, and you know, and and the grieving, you know, you have to go. I this is my opinion, okay? You have to go through the grieving process. You can't you can't really shorten it. Uh, And everybody handles it like you like you said, Paul. You know. your wife has a different way, and my wife did too, you know. Or, and um, so, but that that valley that that's how I would describe it. it. It's still deep, because it's it hurts. But you know, it. I don't stay in it. You know, I've I've worked hard over the years, and my wife's the same. I mean, we don't stay in it. But there's certain times, and you weren't here. I was sharing with Mike a little earlier today that. One of uh, one of my wife's best friends called her this this morning, and they were talking about uh, just different things. And, and uh, Todd, when he was going to school at the University of Idaho, it was kind of it was a gray day, et cetera. And anyway, but they were just sharing about, and then that Todd had gone over and visited Carol, and, and all of a sudden it just triggered into my wife, and I come home from a workout, and she's in tears. You know, now she didn't stay in that all day, needless to say. But, but, you know, it took her down into that valley, you mm-hmm. know? and then, you know, she she comes right back out. And
0: because you guys did all the work, you can bounce their, out of that.
2: Yeah, I I think so. I mean,
0: right? Yeah, uh, that's, I agree. And uh, the, you know, caution me. Don't ask why. You'll drive yourself crazy if you want to know why. And I did camp in that valley, and I insisted on knowing why. And my whole thing was why. And if not, why her? Why me? You know, why the forensic thing? It was driving me mad. Yeah. And uh, so, by the grace of God, I kept moving, and Jody stayed with me, and she kept moving, and we really didn't have anything left to give. And then you talk about this morning— Same thing, we look at each other this morning. It's like, how did we ever make it through that? We had nothing to offer each other. We lived in the same house. But, man, we were on I was on a super different path than her. And uh, so I had to quit worrying about the why and uh, get back in today. And it took a lot of work and a lot of time. And I I really like that valley analogy that you just uh, presented about it's depth. Very one good. Of
1: the, one of the things that I've kind of thought about recently this this last week, or not not really thought about, just felt, I should say, and that is, and I'll put it this way, I, I think we can all relate, whether it's the one of us three or anybody that's listening, really, those those things that you just get fed up with, like just get really like, whether it's you're, you're working on a project and it's just super just complicated, it's not working, and you can just walk away from it and just, Either take a break or just quit, right? Everything in life, like most things in life, we experience where we can where we get really fed up or frustrated with something. We can make it stop by going away from it. I've felt this week and going into this week like that fed up feeling with the fact that my son's dead, and like I've just I'm just like almost it's just like so fed up and frustrated with that fact. But at the same time, straddled with the reality that I can't change it. And I just, no matter how fed up I am with it, it doesn't matter because it's still a fact.
0: Still a fact.
1: And I don't know how to ever like it at this point where I am like to ever just ever be okay with that. Like, it's just, it, it gnaws at me just to know that I can't do anything about it, but I'm just fed up with that fact, you know, cause I want to, I want him here. I want him. I want to see him again. I want to smell him again. I want to touch him again. Mm-hmm. And I'm just fed up with the fact that I can't do anything about it.
2: You know, that's, I remember when I was seeing one of the counselors and, uh, Basically, I was saying exactly what you're saying. I just want, I finally said, I just want it to be like it will be. She looked at me and she said, Skip, it'll never be like it was. Doesn't mean it can't be good, but it'll never be as it was. And that was a kind of a shock moment in my system for somebody to sit there and tell me, you know, it's just it's not going to be like it was. And, and I, boy, I tell you, even to this day, I wish I could hug Todd and smell him, you know, um, but I will say this, he lives in that heart of yours. Mm. Todd lives in my heart. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah's in your heart. Nobody can ever take that away. And that's, um, it's a hard thing to come to, uh, especially, I mean, you're only six months into this, you know, and, and, you know, you, you can't, all those emotions that you're going to go through, I mean, you, you just, you, you're going to go through them and people, especially that maybe haven't lost a child or, uh, they want to make you feel better, so they're going to say stuff that, you know, at the time, you know, you, you almost go. There was, I remember there's a couple times, I, mean, I was just I, I just wanted to turn around. I would have never really wanted to hit anybody because I'm not that physical, but but it really hurt, you know, really, and not because but they were trying to be kind. They just and I can remember I, before we'd lost Todd, there were some people that I knew that lost and I didn't know what to say and I said some really stupid things you know what I learned through this is the best thing I that anybody can say when they don't know what to say is just, I'm sorry you know give him a hug the hug was the best thing in the world you know I I'll mean, agree with that yeah I mean that if <laughs> I can't tell you the energy uh, that I received from all the hugs that first year probably kept me going I mean I, Kept, yeah, kept us going, and so, you know, don't, don't feel like you have to get out of that valley. I mean, you you will get out. You're, I mean, you're already doing things to help others with your, you know, you and Paul doing this podcast. That's a, that's a big undertaking, huge, and you're going to reach so many people, you two, by doing this. Oh, you've already say, stated it. You, you know, it's blowing you away. Um, but that's it's the gift that our kids have given us is to help others I mean we've always you probably have always been helpers I mean you guys were coaches and you're a principal and um, and so but you know the problem is it again you know I, I use that analogy it's right here and you can't get around it right and it will good analogy and it will really is you know it will get better as you you know but you're in a tough time of the year recent man uh, I you know
1: I I think you know we we've talked about this we talked a little bit about on our last um, podcast is um, trying to and it really goes back to make it a good day is is you can anticipate sometimes sometimes you can anticipate when the days are coming right like i anticipated yesterday is is being a tough day at the Mm -hmm. six month anniversary and 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 so then how do you how do you navigate that and and try to make it a good day when you know it's gonna be a real shitty day you know and 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 how do you how do you do that because if you just let it come it's going to be really really tough if you just hope for a good day right if you, you try to make it a good day and
2: um Actually, you make it the best shitty day you can (laughs) (laughs) be. That's that's, that's about right. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Another good one. And yesterday
1: was, you know, um, so I don't know if you, did you ever diagnose my text message that I sent you? M-I-A-G-S-D? No. So Paul is notorious for his cryptic text messages. (laughs) If you ever get a text message, he doesn't put spaces between words. He, he, uh, hyphenate I don't know you you're, you're always cryptic so I just try to throw a one back so he always you know on a Monday he might say m-i-a-g-m make it a good Monday and so yesterday I sent him to a text back that said m-i-a-g-s-d which meant make it a good snow day because yesterday uh, we had a snow day um, that you did but going back you know on on making it a good day so Yesterday being the six month anniversary of of Braden's accident, um, we had I'd already had plans to take the day off, and so my daughters and I, my two daughters I have two two older daughters, um, at both college well one's out of college, one's in college right now, um, and so we had planned a ski day. We were, I was taking the day off. We were going to go up to Bogus and go skiing, and um, you know Braden loved to ski, and um, well wake up in the morning and and all the schools around us are canceling so we felt uh well we got to call a snow day yesterday so we called school off and
2: uh that was Braden, by the way <laughs> giving you that day exactly
1: Braden and his friend Henry right. were both skiers and uh I think that was their uh their uh their doing for mm-hmm. sure they're like well you know what this is a good day for us for a snow day. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it couldn't imagine a better day. It was perfect for us, for us snow day. So my daughter and I, uh, my two daughters and I went skiing yesterday on on our snow day. Perfect. Um, but man, the day before when I was packing up and getting going through gear, it was, it was one of those days where I just found myself in the garage. Just, you know, you have those moments where you, you just stop and you just, kind of can't breathe for a while Mm -hmm. and the tears just hit you and I'm standing out in the garage trying to get our gear ready. And, and I'm just, you know, my tears are just flowing and I'm just missing the hell out of him and wishing, you know, this is our first ski outing of the year without him Mm -hmm. and he would have been with us. Right. And he would have been looking forward to it and all that. So yeah, exactly. Another first. And so, uh, so it was a tough day on Sunday to get re- ready for it, but thank God we had not only a snow day, but we had something planned and we went on our ski day yesterday, my daughters and I, and, um, we'd stop and they were probably getting, my two girls were probably getting sick of me cause we'd stop at a certain place and I was like, let me tell you a Braden story about this spot. And, uh, we'd talk about, you know, different things cause he loves skiing. He loved outdoor stuff. And so we had you know i'd share stories about him or they would and and it made what was going to be a real shitty day a less shitty day yeah. kind of a fun shitty day because we kind of um found another way to celebrate him at that on that day that was going to be really tough um nice and now i look back at the day it was a, it was a real fun day a good with a day. fresh dump fresh dump of snow a six Six nine inches. I mean, I got to learn how to ski some powder a little (laughs) bit better, but uh, (laughs) I took took a couple nose dives. But uh, but it was a good day. I missed missed the heck out of him, but uh, you know, we I think we made it a a good shitty day. Good good
0: for you guys.
2: Yeah, that's uh, and that's what you got to do. You know, really. I mean, I shouldn't say you got to do. That's how you cope. You know, coping skills are a blessing, and that's you. You and your daughters were able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and the other thing that you just hit upon a little bit is, you know, uh, when we lost Todd, uh, our two other boys we were really worried about. And I would imagine, I don't know, with Sarah, I imagine you had the same thing, is that, you, you know, you, you still have to be there for them and you worry about them and not only that, but the all of a sudden, because of the loss, you have a, you don't trust the world anymore. Mm -hmm. So when our kids would go out in the evening, man, we were petrified, you know, are they coming home? You know, are they, are they safe? Are they, we'd gone to some friends had invited us to Pocatello and, uh, right after for, uh, a basketball. Uh, our youngest one was playing basketball at that, and they had a summer, you know, all those summer leagues they do. So we go down to Pocatello, and the one friend's daughter says, Well, come on, Devin, we'll go out for a little bit. Well, I'm petrified, and it, about then I hear a, a, and it's like they're not home, it's about midnight, and I hear a train, and all I can, oh, Oh there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well did you put that train in here? Uh, so <laughs> it's a good drop right
0: there. If you
1: couldn't hear um right when Skip said train. We're we're hearing
2: a train oh, right oh. now just outside. But okay, keep going. Don't well, want to derail no, your story, no, but wow. Oh no, derail. Yeah. <laughs> but as a parent, we were petrified. Absolutely. The world wasn't safe anymore for you know, it and before that, you know. You hear about all these things and stuff, but, but boy, did that throw a, a wrench and, you know, and and it makes you, I'm sure, you know, you, with your daughters. I mean, that time spent with them, but you know, they they're, I'm sure they're hurting just as much, and they're worried about you, mm-hmm. you know, and your wife, just like you know, and and it's it's really, um, you know, that sometimes. We were pretty cognizant, but we we were always worried that maybe we weren't cognizant enough, you know. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, there's, you know, there's certain things that um, when you go through that experience, a trauma or whatever, that it, you're not too far from a from something flipping a switch where you kind of are immer- re-immersed into... Either that, whether it's fear of, or or you're re-experiencing some elements of it yeah. that um, that throw you right. into into a, a real difficult space. And I'll give you an example. My my uh, middle daughter, um, her boyfriend was out, you know, playing. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, it's not uh, paintball. I think it was paintball. What's the other?
2: paintball yeah anyway okay so they're
1: he's out playing paintball in the caldwell area and she didn't know he went went out there this was this this last weekend but his his vehicle you know they can track you know where everybody each other's at or whatever on the phone and and she didn't know he was out there but his his vehicle or his phone was showing that where he was and he's not answering his phone Mm. right and she's calling and she's texting and you know and totally innocent he's out there playing paintball she can't get a hold of him, and where is she? She's in the exact same experience that she had on June twelfth when when Braden's you know you know uh, location was in this spot. We couldn't get a hold of him for for a couple hours, and the worst scenario happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so she is she has lost it. It just in complete in the, in that, that same kind of traumatic experience, yeah. you know, it turns out he was yeah. playing paintball and where he was supposed to be and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he was, you know, didn't have his phone on him when he was playing paintball, but it's like those types of things, you're not too far away, even though everything might be going okay, but there's just one or two things that can happen. And all of a sudden you're, yep. you're right back there again yep. and exp- yeah. experiencing those yeah. things. Yeah, so.
2: no, it's, it's, uh, it, it definitely throws your world upside down. Yeah, Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Anyway,
1: well, um, again, appreciate you being on here. We're we're right at kind of been on the on the clock forty six minutes right now. We've been our podcast been running about forty five minutes, sometimes less, sometimes more. But I feel like uh, this was really valuable for me to kind of hear your your story, your experience twenty five years. Obviously we're on, you know, a different timeline, but at the same time in the same valley in, in so many ways. Yeah. So really appreciate your perspective and
0: and I'll second that, Skip, uh some of the things you said tonight. Very helpful. And uh gosh, it's good to hear from uh someone that's still moving their feet and uh helping people. And I love you and I, I love you too. I love that you showed up at my door that day and uh, the things that happened because of that. So thanks again. And uh, I'm going to commit to not being a stranger. So <laughs>
2: we'll, you we'll know, get together soon. Anytime, thanks again. And again, anytime. And Mike, I hope you know this anytime. If you, if you do want to sit down and just talk, I'm a, I'm a good listener, you know, or, and my wife is too, if your wife and, and honestly, and, and I know uh, I've run across Jody occasionally. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, I'm,
0: She's a good listener too. Yeah,
2: and I so. appreciate
1: that, Skip. And I'll take you take you up on that. I'd yeah. love to stay connected. And um, you know the 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 fact that you reached out to Paul and gave him that book, I mean, has already impacted me. And just just appreciate getting to know you today. And um, thank you for for taking those steps way back then that you did, and kind of reaching yeah. out to other people. You made a huge difference in other mm. people's lives by doing that, and uh, and being available and being present. So thank you.
2: No, thank you. With that,
1: we'll wrap up. Um, If you're listening out there, make it a good day, a great day, a great day. Appreciate you listening, and uh, thanks again, Paul and Skip. As always, all right. Peace. Peace.
2: Mm. That was the wrong button.